Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington, Jr. Today's episode is brought to you by WealthBuildingMadeSimple.us. Today, Philip talks about a business plan made simple. Philip Washington, Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. We're back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple, brought to you by WealthBuildingMadeSimple.us, our newsletter in StonehillWealthManagement.com. Two great resources for helping you feel good about money, whether it's having us build a plan and manage your money uh, on the wealth management side, or just hearing my thoughts about money throughout the week, uh, everything from budgeting, financial planning, uh, and mindsets about money, uh, and investing in innovation. So uh, check those out. Let's get into the episode today. Today, we're talking about uh, a business plan made simple, right? Here's a... here's. I, I feel like I built a business plan in college because I had to for college. And then uh, throughout my career as a salesperson, 100% commission salesperson, you know, I would, I would, I would work on uh, the business and, uh, and business plans, but like building out a full, long, drawn out business plan, just in my mind, never made sense. And so I never, I never did it. And, and over time, I kind of built my own way of thinking of building businesses. And so this is like business planning made simple versus these long, drawn-out uh, business plans that are, uh, you know, like I've never done. Um, I'm not saying they don't work. I'm just saying here's an alternative way I think is, is simpler, right? And 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 the, the thing that I have learned for me in business is – the things in life that don't make sense to you are like huge money-making opportunities. And it's literally my, you know, the, the, the question that I start off with when thinking about uh, a new business idea is what things in life don't make sense to me. I'll give you like an example. So it doesn't make sense to me why the investment industry still recommends portfolios with mostly what I call S&P 500 stocks, right? You, where most of the market cap of the portfolio is based on uh, the, you know, traditional economy stocks, right? Because if you go look at any of their projections, net of inflation over the next decade, they don't expect them to earn much above inflation, right? It's it's a model where people are just doing it because it's the safe bet, right? You don't you don't get fired if you if you do what the crowd does. Um, and so that's just, that's just what, you know, so, so meaning like as long as your return, as long as your portfolio earns 10% a year on average for the next decade, and if inflation earns 10% a year for the next decade, in the industry, your clients don't care because they look at it like they made money, right? Something I don't understand. I took a different path, uh, which, and I took a different type, type of clients, but that's, that's an opportunity that for my business attracts uh, clients that are, that that think the same way and go, yeah, why are these people just doing this stuff 
whatever. And so that it resonates, right? And then over time, the results will do what they are. And if they're positive, right, that compounding effect builds trust in my brand. And they know, oh, okay, this, you know, Philip walks to the beat of his own drum and he does what makes sense for everybody involved, not just what gathers assets, right? Unique business proposition. Uh, from from my perspective, it, it works. Uh, another example might be, it doesn't make sense to me why companies who want to grow their revenues above and beyond inflation spend the vast majority of their marketing money on media that less and less people are watching, right? I.e. TV. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying don't spend advertising on TV. I'm just saying if you look at the pie of traditional television, <clears throat> look, at, look at the age, demographics, it's a shrinking pie. Right, and then you look at the pie over here on the internet. It's a rising pie. It's an exponentially rising pie, right? And then you look at the cost of advertising on both. Traditional media costs more, right? Internet media costs significantly less, and so so you go. It just doesn't make sense to me, right? In in both situations, the the, the drivers for what you're finding on this question is you're looking for market biases because because just like individual minds, the collective mind of the market, process change slowly, right? The vast majority of things that we do until we ask ourselves the question, why do we do it? We do it because that's the way it's always been done. You know what I mean? And so an entrepreneur is the one that asks the question ahead of the market, comes up with the answer, provides the answer, and people gravitate towards the, the solution and you make lots of money as the entrepreneur and the investor, right? Past performance, I call it Past performance bias, right? The, the 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 market is just stuck with past performance uh, market, and so using this thought process has has you allows you to come up with uh, great business ideas, right? And so uh, one of the things that I do often, like within my business and for things that I'm thinking about for myself or when I'm brainstorming for clients, is I'll go, ah, what you know, what doesn't make sense to you, right? And then we list out some things, and then. Uh, and then I like to build and launch a business like in imagination first before we even put any money or resources into it. Let me give you an example of what I mean. So let's say, and this is one that this is one fresh off the dome, freestyling it, like I did in my Instagram story, freestyling it. Specifically though, for this podcast to show you like a simple business that I think will make a lot of money, uh, and that's like like it'll make sense. So I, I was like, all right, I say. It doesn't make sense to me that there are so many students who graduate with so many student with so much student loans at the same time so many scholarships are going unused, right? And it's super expensive to save for college. And so what I did was I was like, I was like, huh. And there's lots of different ways to do it. This one was relatively easy because the cost of the problem or the pain of the problem is so high. Uh and the and it's like you can charge what you want to charge. So I so I went. So I was like, all right. How much, uh, you know, how much would it cost for me to launch that business, right? Not much, right? I don't need a storefront. I don't need a physical location. I may need a few thousand dollars in time to research all the programs and the good process for helping people find the programs, right? So that may, you know, I think if you dedicate 50 to 100 hours to any pursuit of knowledge, you could find the answer. So, so you have that time element, right? And you may pay some money to speed it up by taking, you know, uh, books or courses of people who've already figured it out or go uh, there. Um, but my point is like, that's a relatively small amount for you to learn how to find the scholarships and how to build the process. Right. Um, and, uh, and then 
maybe some design times to start the business, but let's say your business starts with uh, just you, right? And there's lots of there's lots of lifestyle businesses you can build today, but let's say the business just starts with you and you say, all right, I only want to work 80 hours a month, right? Which is, you know, uh, let's say you only want to work 40 hours a month. I'm going to just change the math in my head right now. Let's say you want to do 40 hours of work, uh, a work a month. So that's, that is 40 divided by yeah, 10 hours a week of work and be doing this business and um, using technology automation, right? It, it, that won't cost a lot. So you go, so I might start saying, okay, I love, and this is where I'm like just in imagination playing. So I was like, I, I gave parameters. I only want to work 40 hours a week. By the way, the parameters that I'm saying, I'm just rattling them off. Like, I'm just doing what just feels good. I'm I'm playing. I'm in imagination. There's no rules, right? So I was like, nah, I like to just work 10 hours a week. And then I go, I like the idea of charging a thousand bucks a month, you know, uh, for this product, right? It's important that nowhere in the process am I saying what's realistic or not. I'm just saying this is a business makes sense. I like the idea of not working that much. I like the idea of charging a thousand bucks a month. And you go, and you go, if I'm working 40 hours, and this is, you know, you just you're just rough sketching it. I can probably work with a client. I give a client an hour a month, right, of like me time working with them, right, while while we have technology build out the process that's helping them through the through the process of uh, applying for scholarships, right? Maybe it's a a course, right? Maybe it's some email newsletter where we're writing different tips, right? We may give them homework and and coach them once an hour, right? But there's lots of ways you can do that. But let's say you, you say, okay, charge each client a thousand bucks a month. I dedicate an hour, you know, an hour a month um, for each client, which means I have 40 clients that I'm working with at a thousand bucks a month, which is 40,000 a month. Your tech stack for automation uh, and everything is not going to cost nearly enough. Let's, let's, let's on the high end say, you know, your tech stack, uh, you know, let's say that cost you, I'm gonna say, five thousand a month, and I'm over, I'm overstating that, right? But let's say five thousand a month, right? Including, and maybe you have a virtual assistant that helps you uh, with the process. So five thousand a month. So so now so now you go, okay, I'm tr- I'm making forty thousand, now I can pull out thirty five thousand dollars a month, right? That comes in, cool, right? That's that's a super great amount of money for only working 10 hours a week, solving a huge, a huge problem. And so then, so then you might go, uh, and I'm going to get into how, how you market that, but I'm, I'm first want to deal with the price points. People are going, Philip, how you, you know, how do you, how do you justify charging a thousand bucks a month? Right. And this, and this is where normally they would say, you know, business plan, go do market research. So first we figured out what we want to charge for the product. We figured out is reasonable for the cost, super high profit margin. So then you're going in the business plan, you're going, well, can, you know, this price, can the market sustain it? Well, that's pretty simple. I just went and I said, okay, what is, you know, what is Howard University like? What's the prestigious university uh, cost? A lot of people want to go to Howard. Yeah, I looked on the website, about 50 grand per semester, right? So eight semesters, roughly 400,000 a year. So I just did math. I was like, I was like, I was like okay, if that were today and you were to borrow 400,000, you know, at 8% for 30 years, as a student loan, right? And you paid, and so how much would that four hundred thousand cost you paying it back over thirty years? About another six hundred grand, which means you're going to pay a million bucks, you know, for that education, right? Now, 
Now, what if you were, what if you had a decade to save for it, right? What if you're talking to a client that has a decade to save for it? Um, Well, at a decade, if you can earn eight percent on your money for the decade, uh, you would need to save twenty-seven grand a year, which means twenty-seven times ten years is two hundred seventy grand, right? So, those two options are still more expensive than you working with a client for a year, right? They paying you a thousand bucks a month for a year to help them get college paid for, right? And again, I'm I'm, I'm rough sketching it out. You would do the research and figure out if you can help them get college paid for in a year. I feel like you can. You know, I feel like if you have a good process and a good model, you can build some sort of course or process with monthly coaching to help them do what's necessary and do all the applications necessary to raise a bunch of money in a year. I've actually like, you know, did a little research and like, yeah, it's pretty reasonable. Um, so so you say, okay, twelve thousand dollars to get four hundred thousand dollars, right? Or or is it cheaper than two seventy if they were to save for it, or is it cheaper than a million if they borrowed for it? Of course, right? It's a steal, and so you know there's a, you know you have product market fit, right? Talk, talk about product market fit. You have product market fit, and you're doing it for a great price, and you're not doing it for a lot of time, right? So then you go, so then here's the next question that might come up when you when you're going through this. Well, how would I market this, right? What would be my marketing cost? Well, this is super simple because this is when. This is the beauty of being in the age we're in now where um, podcasts are just a great way to market businesses. So I like I was just sketching and I was going, oh, a low-cost way to market the business might be sort of podcasts where you interview educators, foundations, which foundations contain a lot of the scholarships, students, professors, and people who are passionate about college and become like a go-to resource for your community. It doesn't need to be a large podcast. It can be a go-to resource for your community for people that are interested in attending college Right, and an easy way to build your audience and build people to be on the podcast to go volunteer, speak at high schools, universities, higher education. Right, build your network, expose it on your podcast, and you can find like 40, 40 clients a year. Right, there's there's a lot more people from your community to go to college that are taking out student loans, you know, than forty a year. Right, and so so um, that's a and so let so let's say it costs you another five grand a year to have to set up a podcast. It won't cost that much because, A, you might be able to self-produce it. And even if you have a studio, produce it like Podcast Mansfield, you know, um, uh, that's, it's it's doable within a reasonable budget. But let's just say it costs you 5000 a month, right? So then you subtract 5000 to to deliver the service, right? And then 5000 to uh, market it. So that's 10000 away from your $40,000 that you bring home a month. So that's 30000 a year for you. It's a pretty good deal, right? You may end up saying at some point, I actually don't want to work any hours per month, right? Cool. Then you just pay some, you can pay a team 10000 a month to like just manage the whole thing for you. And then you pocket the 20 <laughs> and then you do no work and and you bring in 20 grand a month, you know, from your business and you hire your team to do, to do the in-person coaching and everything, right? Like this is a real business. I was writing it. I was like, oh, this is like, I should probably do this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time, right? But I'm going to periodically create these businesses because this is like a legit business, nothing super tech fancy, right? It's solving a ever-increasing problem for people wanting to go to college because a lot of people want to go to college uh, or some higher ed program. There's tons of money for it, and you are being a connection point to find the 40, 50, 100 people a year in your community who want to go to college 
and need an affordable way to do it, and you're solving a big problem from an area that just doesn't make sense to you, right? And that and that doesn't make sense to me. I mean, there's infinite things that don't make sense to me, right? And each one of those things has a business embedded in it. And so, like, you can make a lot of money doing that. So that's a simple way to build a business plan. I, I oversimplified it, but it really doesn't need to be that complicated. Like, it doesn't, you don't need a 40-page document. You don't need lots of projections, right? You need to just feel your way through it and find ideas that feel easy and simple and then like fill in the gaps of the information that that you don't know. Here's one other thing I think it's super important. Find out that you're passionate about and do it and, and, and market and build your business in a way that you love and that's fun so that you'll be willing to put in the hours necessary to do it. And Steve and I, before the podcast, we're talking about a guy who, who has a video production business that has logged lots of time over the last six years building Uber or, or doing Ubers and DoorDash, which I think is dope because I'm like, if if you're building this and you build it this way, uh, as you're building it and you're doing it with a podcast and if you're self-producing early on because you don't have any money, you don't have the clients yet, um, you, you, may only, you may only be working still 10 hours a week by doing podcasts and speaking at schools. You're probably not working that much. So then you'll have another 20, 30 hours a week to do something, right? Use the time to go uber doordash right to bring in the money to pay your bills right so you can like build this out because even though it's a good idea it's going to take time right it's going to take lots of time but if you're doing it in a process that you love that feels good that's low cost that's not overstretching it you'll be able to do it for six seven eight nine years it won't take that long but whatever you'll be able to do it for the time you need to do it um uh, and stick with it because if it's a good idea with good product market fit, then it's just a process like it's just the it's just a process of the market knowing about you, right? And getting the market to know about you either requires requires money for marketing and advertising or sweat equity and time, but they'll find you eventually and you'll make money if you do the right work on the front end of making sure there's good product market fit. And that's the most important part for the business plan. The product market fit and getting all those cost understandings together, the rest of it is just time. So hope this helps. Until next week, enjoy yourself. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and is not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.